This is Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you drive long haul, short haul, or heavy haul, they're here to empower and inspire women in the trades on TNCRadio.live. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. Our show is designed to empower and inspire women in trucking, in the trades, and everywhere. I'm Shelley, and I'm Kathy. Today we have a very special guest with us, Linda Mascheck, who's a member of Real Women in Trucking and a former truck driver turned registered dietitian. Linda works with women drivers who are trying to balance their career with their family and their health. As a certified diabetes educator, Linda helps women drivers manage diabetes on the road and teaches them how to fit optimal nutrition and exercise into their on-the-go lives, which is extremely challenging. Recently, Linda spoke at the She Trucking Expo on how to handle your hormones on the road, from PMS to menopause. Linda believes your health is your wealth, especially in the trucking industry. I like that motto. Welcome, Linda. Thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Thank you, ladies. It's my pleasure to be here with you. If you, you wanted to tell us a little bit about how you got started. Well, I came up during the beginnings of the feminist movement, right? So there was that uh, inspiration and empowerment that started, you know, that started back then. So my full circle story is, is what I call it, that uh, after high school, I worked in a warehouse. I drove a forklift and a tow motor and I would watch that guy out in the parking lot who was backing in trailers all day. And that looked like a lot more fun. So uh, it was a union shop. And when the opportunity came up, I bid on that job. And I was the yard jockey for a couple of years. So that's where I learned how to handle something that big. And also, um, you know, honed my skills at backing up. So, you know, that was kind of like step one. Mm-hmm. And then step two was, uh, again, you know, I was a little tired of that. And we had uh, we had our own drivers, our own, you know, lease trucks. They were company drivers. And um, so then I bid on uh, an opening to go out on the road. So um, I already knew how to back up. I just had to learn how to shift and go up and down hills and handle traffic, you know, every day. So I did that for 12 years. I covered uh, f- five states five Midwestern states, five Midwestern winters, but, mm. but I loved it. I love driving every day. Um, most of my deliveries were to uh, stores. So they were like giant drug stores, right? And we handled everything from shampoo, mouthwash to lawnmowers, just about anything you find in a supersized drug store. That's what I was, that's what I was carrying. And so since most of my deliveries were in stores and sometimes these stores were in the mall, you know, I would have half hour, an hour and, you know, I could go shop a little bit. So really, I had the best of both worlds going on there. Um, But, you know, I got got restless again. And uh, a time came when I decided that I was ready to do something else. There really I wasn't going to move up on the leaderboard, right, to, uh, to change my position on, on what runs I could get. There wasn't uh, another position within the company that I wanted. So I didn't know what to do. I really did not know what else I wanted to do. I'd been there a long time. So there came my daily prayer for a couple of months. My daily prayer every day was, Lord, get me out of this truck. Show me what I'm supposed to do. 
And the third part of that was help me stop drinking because that was an issue too. Okay. So a few months later, the universe responded and uh, the company closed. I mean, like very quickly. So just like that, my life changed. (laughs) You know, now what was I going to do? I really wasn't looking for another driving job, but I, I just did not know what to do. But I found out as a displaced worker that um, I could get tuition help from Uncle Sam. So I always wanted to try college, so off I went. It took me five years. I earned a degree in nutrition and became a registered dietitian nutritionist and certified diabetes, certified diabetes educators. And um, after I graduated, yeah. Yes, so absolutely. I spent most of my career in corporate wellness And then again, decided that I wanted to pivot again. And I started well-driven nutrition uh, geared towards women truck drivers. So, um, so, so I've come full circle from being a woman driver to now, you know, serving women drivers. I love the name of your company. Well-driven. That's excellent. Well-driven nutrition, right? That's the whole idea. It's interesting how things come full circle. Kathy, you have a medical background too. I do. As I was sitting here listening to you, I thought, geez, it's very similar because I was a nurse for 13 years and um, I had a drinking problem. I ended up losing my nursing career, ended up drunk and homeless and knew that I needed a a career change, but I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up at 42. (laughs) So I ended up having to go to a career planning workshop to figure out what I liked, what I didn't like, because really all I knew was nursing. And after the three-day uh, test, the, the, the lady handed my sheet back and said, uh, your, your, your aptitudes are to be a heavy equipment operator. I laughed so hard, I just about fell off my chair. I'm like, that's the most ridiculous career I've ever heard in my life. I said, I'm 42. I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. I don't even like equipment. I'm not mechanically inclined. And mm-hmm. it's a man's job. And the lady puts one hand on her hip, gives me the look and says, if only you'd believe in yourself a little bit, Missy, you'd see the test is right. Well, she ended up sending me to uh, Women Building Futures, which is a women nonprofit organization here in Canada that gets women into the trades. And the day I walked in to check it out, lo and behold, ExxonMobil, the biggest oil and gas company in the world, happened to be there. And they were paying for the training to take a 12-week heavy equipment course. There's 170 women that applied. Uh, they were they were taking 16 and man i had nothing left to lose so uh, you want me to do a backflip i'll do a backflip what do you want me to do sure (laughs) (laughs) just to get it and i and i got picked and i did the course nine years um and it's been nine years now that i've been working here it's been the best career change ever ever and who says that you can't change careers in the middle of a lifetime that's right Right? there's nothing set in stone that just because you do one job that you can't do something completely different right yes yes and sometimes the universe just hands you what you should be doing right exactly exactly i didn't know what to do either and um you know i went down to the university and like okay what do i want to do and yeah and i said all right i i always liked food and nutrition and interested in health and so you know okay i'll do that (laughs) and it's worked out well it's worked out well and now you're helping women drivers which is just fabulous exactly yep you know, I noticed uh, in the nine years that I've been here, uh, there's only a, like a 1% of women that, that are here. Like, uh, I think on our crew, we have 12 women out of 140 uh, employees. But I find that the women 
and have a different type of metabolism than the men. And um, the the driving, sitting all day, because we work 12 and a half, <clears throat> sorry, 12 and a half hour shifts. It's not easy. Uh, the, we, the, the nutritional aspect, there is a lot of diabetes. There is a lot of uh, hormonal issues. There's a lot mm -hmm. of uh, weight gain because we don't, I mean, you sit for 12 and a half, 13 hours yeah. a day. We yeah. do 14 days in a row. A lot of women, like I, I have to personally include uh, exercise in my, in my schedule. I have to force myself to get up before work and hit gym, even if it's for 30 minutes. Exactly. So I, I alternate between running and yoga and stretching because we sit, I mean, I'm, I'm 52 now. It's not, your body does not respond like it was when it was 20, right? So yeah, it's a common theme. So women struggle here. They really do. Right. And, you know, women drivers still have women's issues. They still have yes. Yep. PMS, they still struggling with a period every month, you know, and all that goes with that. And then uh, menopause is something else. You know, there are many women who are coming into driving later in life. And so men mm -hmm. they're walking yep. right into a new career and walking right into menopause. And I saw a statistic one time, I don't know exactly what it was. I, I don't remember numbers very well, but it was amazing how many women leave the workforce, women across the board, you know, whether it's in industry or corporate life, leave the workforce because of menopause, because they just can't handle the menopause, you know, uh, symptoms. So, you know, that's uh, one of my driving, um, one of my driving, what's the word I want? I don't know. Uh, but to help women stay in the seat, stay in that driver's seat, you know, no matter what day of the month it is or what time it is in your life that uh, you're in that seat for the long haul for as long as you want to be. So can, can you give me an example of that? Like, just because I, I might be using it myself and like for all the women on my crew, how do you manage that? Is that like a diet change? Is that um, like, do you have to incorporate different things into your plan or, or what? Yeah, well, um, you know, it's what you hear for so many other conditions, right? It's uh, just trying to reroute your hormones um, my advice is always, as far as optimal nutrition goes, is to eat what Mother Earth gave us. You know, the good mm -hmm. Lord gave us what we need to eat. It's in the produce aisle. Mm -hmm. um, right. Trying to stay away from the processed foods and sugars. A lot of the chemicals that are in preservatives and processed foods are hormone disruptors. So that's where really? your hormones become. I undone. did not know that. What ones yes. are considered hormone disruptors that people should stay away from? Um, I couldn't tell you that right now off the top of my, <laughs> off the top of my head, but uh, my advice is just try, you know, do your best to try to stay away from the fast food and restaurant food um, and, and living close Pastries to the Pastries and all that, right? Right, right. <laughs> yes. Um, There's a whole and, section in our lunchroom that's only pastries and goodies and cookies. Oh, and, gosh. You know, yeah. yeah. Right. You yeah. need a dietitian up there. We do. We so <laughs> do. a dietitian up there. And, you know, back to your, your question, Kathy, is fiber. You know, we typically, we think of fiber as helping our bowels, but it takes fiber to, you know, it's kind of a long process here, but it takes fiber to readjust your gut so that you have that good gut bacteria going on. And it takes a good, healthy gut to balance your hormones as well. So having an, an unhealthy gut is also a hormone disruptor. 
Mm -hmm. uh, some of the foods that I recommend are uh, the ones that stink when you cook them. You know, the cruciferous vegetables <laughs> like broccoli and cauliflower. Cabbage. You know? Cabbage, yeah. right. Brussels sprouts, all of those. Yeah, all of those. Brussels yeah, sprouts. So, Yuck. Uh, yeah. I had a bad experience as a child with Brussels sprouts. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. But and, so those and, are good for you then. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. That's, that's how you reroute your hormones is just, you know, the clean eating that you hear about just trying to stay away from processed foods. And, and it's so hard for women drivers to do this, right? Mm -hmm. Because some of them can cook in their truck. Some of them have only refrigerators. Some of them just have a cooler, but that's mm -hmm. how I work with them is to you know, whatever their lifestyle is, whatever uh, equipment or supplies that they have, just, you know, just to try to help them um, stay away, stay out of the truck stops, stay out of the travel classes, not eat that roller food, because it smells good, right? You walk in there and yeah. you smell fried mm -hmm. chicken and hot dogs on the grill. And mm, yeah. um, it's, you know, it's, it seems like it's comfort food, but it's not, it's working absolutely the opposite way. Oh, I was just going to say, it's a mindset frame change that you have to do like like up here it's very easy because um our we have our, our kitchen camp because i live in a camp but we live so we're so far up north and all mm -hmm. the food is provided and cooked and all the lunches are like we have a big lunch room but if you fall into the the traditional um play if you walk in from work you're tired and you eat what the kitchen is cooking while well, it's usually the same not the greatest choices mm -hmm. but like for me I have a severe gluten allergy so mm -hmm. I had to rearrange my whole diet plan I had to rearrange my whole way of thinking in order to make this work like because how am I going to sit here for 14 days with the food that they offer so I like I, I brought myself a plug-in cooler at work I have to bring a lot of my own gluten-free products because they don't offer it here I have to rearrange my whole life around what is best for me and how I can make this work and I'm sure a lot of women in the trucking industry would be the same because I mean not everybody has the same dietary needs and and I've been to those truck stops many a time and I know what, what the kind of food that you're talking about and then it's not not the healthiest but it is a comfort food it's it's fastest it's quickest it's easiest yeah. but a lot of times you have to rise above that and reshape your your train of thought into what is best for me at this time at this point in my life right yeah, and right. i think it's a conscious gift as well the, the aligning and balancing yeah and I, you know one of the pieces of encouragement i give to drivers that i'm working with is to try it for three days, try it for five days. And you're going to notice that you just feel better and hanging on yeah. to that feeling of that idea of just feeling better physically and mentally. You know, there's yeah. research that shows that just increasing fruits and vegetables helps your brain. So it helps your yeah. mood, you know? So, uh, yeah. you know, talking about your mental health, when you're out on the road, your diet has a lot to do with that too. Oh, it does. It so does. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors, coming up. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at truckingmovesamerica.com.
Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. So is the rule of thumb five to seven fruits and vegetables a day a good rule or should yes. it be something different? Okay. Yes. The American Cancer Society and the Heart Association both recommend a mix of five right? Mm -hmm. At least five, two fruits and three vegetables, one fruit, four vegetables, something like that. Uh, Five to seven is even better. If you've ever heard of the DASH diet, and I have an ebook also um, that is available to women drivers. If they shoot me an email, I'll send it to them. And it's, uh, it's about blood pressure, seven ways women drivers can lower their blood pressure while on the road. And uh, I explained the DASH diet in, the, in my ebook. And the DASH diet was developed by the American Heart Association. DASH stands for Dietary Approaches to Stop Hypertension. And their recommendation is um, five to seven fruits, five to seven vegetables per day, plus uh, a calcium, some kind of a, either you know, dairy food or calcium supplements. So, I mean, that that's a far cry from what, you know, most Americans are getting. So my advice is, you know, just start small. If you can do two fruits and three vegetables, they don't have to be cooked, you know, raw carrots, some celery, those kinds of things uh, that those count too. So based on the cyclical nature that women have with their hormones and hormone changes every month, should they eat differently than men? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Um, again, it's, it's just trying, you know, being aware of what those hormone disruptors are. I mean, not men, men have hormones too, right? right? And men go through cycles in their life too, but they have maybe six or seven cycles in a lifetime and women have one every month, you know, right. so yeah. where our hormones are moving much faster than theirs are. My advice is, is similar to what I give to men, you know, you have to lighten your load, uh, again, still living close to the earth, but, um, at talking about estrogen, because for women in menopause, it's a loss of estrogen, right? We're trying mm-hmm. to find foods that uh, it will improve or enhance estrogen in some way. Right. And for women going through PMS, it's a little bit different there. We don't want them to have too much estrogen. So uh, it's that, you know, it's that estrogen balance. And knowing that the other uh, advice I give to women with PMS is to be, to track your schedule track your, your, your monthly uh, period. So you know when PMS is going to happen. You know, the, most women know exactly the day they're going to start their period, but it's those four or five days before those PMS days that really will shake things up. So being aware of when your PMS symptoms mm-hmm. are going to start and uh, taking care then. So one of the things I recommend is you know, and I break a lot of hearts here is, but for those five days to stay away from caffeine, cut back oh, on your sugar. I thought you were going to say chocolate. <laughs> no, no. Um, chocolate's Don't actually take away my chocolate. <laughs> cho- um, chocolate is high in magnesium, so it can be beneficial. And, and, you know, you have those chocolate cravings. Women tell me, oh my gosh, I just want carbs. I only want carbs. And that is because your body knows that there is a lot of work to come. Your monthly period is work on your body. So your body starts Mm -hmm. craving carbohydrates because they're fuel. So you're fueling the mechanisms that, um, you know, that cause your period. So, you know, they have this little factory going on every month and you have to fuel it properly. So 
That's one of the biggest pieces of advice I give to women is track your symptoms. Know when that's going to happen so that you're ahead of the game yeah. when, uh, when your period happens. What are better foods to eat specifically um, so that people can feel better for PMS um, or any kind of hormone changes? Obviously, it, it depends on your age group and so forth. It's going to change as to what your dietary needs would be. I'm sticking with my chocolate. <laughs> Chocolate is actually with the flavonoids and stuff that it's it's terrific. It, it is good, yeah. And it's you know the darker chocolate is good for your heart, but uh, and just be mindful of of you know they say to eat some chocolate every day. So like yeah, they're talking like two Hershey kisses, right? That's how much you should be eating. Oh, every we can eat the whole bag. Oh. No, no. But um, to answer your question, Shelley, uh -huh. you know eating real food, of course, and especially eating foods that are high in vitamin B. Vitamin B is essential for PMS and vitamin B is uh, a nutrient that has to come from food, not from a supplement. You know, the sup I, I don't knock supplements. They have a place in our, in our diet, but especially vitamin B, it should come from real food. That's how, you know, the good Lord made us to get our nutrients from food, not from a supplement. That makes mm -hmm. sense. Because the, yeah. this, uh, a lot of the supplements are synthetic and the body doesn't know what to do with it, right? Right, right. Yeah. Um, the only, so <clears throat> vitamin B foods, <clears throat> excuse me, and then some supplements you that a woman might think about considering would be vitamin E. Uh, it helps with breast pain that happens, you know, might happen every month. Mm -hmm. The trick with vitamin E is you got to take it all the time. Because if you miss a month, you're going to notice that the next month that the breast pain is back again. So vitamin E is helpful. Vitamin D mm -hmm. for, for mental health. We used to mm -hmm. think about vitamin D just for, you know, it goes with calcium to prevent rickets. But vitamin D is becoming a more essential nutrient for our mental health and as a, uh, for your immune system as yeah. well. Especially, you know, with COVID going on, it, it became a vitamin of choice. Yeah, vitamin quick. D3, it increases your energy too, which is interesting. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it does. <clears throat> and along with nutrition, you know, women have to be sleeping. As I said, when we, we get to this point where, you know, our period is beginning and that work is happening, you have to rest. Your body needs to rest. Your, your brains regenerate and repair during our sleep cycle. So uh, you have to rest and be ready for those hormonal shifts. So I'm telling women all the time, turn your phone off, turn the lights off, you know, go to sleep, whether you're in a bunk or you're at home, uh, it doesn't matter. Turn that phone off and make sure that you're getting plenty of sleep, especially at this time, mm -hmm. you know, when you're having your period. And for women who are going through menopause, right? Sleep is difficult. Hot flashes, insomnia. So, you know, I work with them to help them find ways to stay cool at nighttime, whether it's an extra fan in your bunk or finding some cooler um, fabrics for sheets and, and pillowcases. Those little, little tips and tricks, they make a difference to help a woman get a good night's sleep. Now, are there supplements that women can take for that? I know that uh, a lot of women will talk about that, but is that helpful? Uh, melatonin is one. Okay. Melatonin can can be helpful, yeah. Um, but again, it's it's similar. And, and I try not to I try not to talk about supplements too much because they're not regulated in our right. by our government, right? You can't mm -hmm. always trust one supplement to another supplement. Mm -hmm. Sure. 
Um, and sometimes they have side effects. Like a lot of women are crazy for the black cohosh, but it causes your blood pressure to drop. Ooh. So that is not a good thing. Side effects, you know, can be, uh, can be devastating. So if, you, if you're thinking about supplements, talk to your doctor, talk to a pharmacist, do your research on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can give me a call and I can, you know, help you along there with those two. But I, I try not to push the supplements just because there's some, some, I don't want to say liabilities, but you, you just can't trust them. Sure. That makes sense. Now, you were talking about laying off the caffeine right before a menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. I had heard that caffeine can actually aggravate menstrual cramps. What do women who deal with severe menstrual cramps, that's got to be terrible when you're on the road. Oh, yes, for sure. They do. You know, and it's funny because that's what my doll was or still, yeah. it, you know, back in the day, it was caffeine. And yeah. caffeine will help a headache. You know, for people who have uh, migraines, caffeine either helps or hinders them. Right. You, you know, it's 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 all up to the individual. But for cramps, I recommend like some yoga stretches. There are yoga stretches that will help with just knowing what they are. You know, so every month trying to and and we're not like doing calisthenics here. These are some easy stretches that a woman can do in her bunk, and and you can all Google them if you want to. So, so making sure that uh, you're doing some stretches, uh, you have whatever it works for you, Tylenol or Advil, whatever helps you out. Uh, I think as a woman changes her diet, changes her lifestyle, the cramps w- will become less. We're never going to say that they go away, but we can certainly take the severity out of them so that you're not missing a day's work or turning down a load you know, or opportunity to drive further because your cramps are too bad. We don't want that to happen. Yeah, because some women can get such severe symptoms that um, they're They're incapacitated. Oh, yeah, yeah. right. Truly incapacitated. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then other women are just perfectly fine and Mm -hmm. don't understand how that happens. Uh, Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's 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 the individual. Same with metabolism. You know, when if you're talking about um, weight loss, I think you had Dr. Tellerman was his name on our on a recent podcast. Title right, Dr. Title yeah, yep. Yes, I heard him, and I was uh, a lot of the things he said to you were the same things that I'm saying to women drivers. And mm-hmm. one of them is that your metabolism is like your fingerprint. Yeah, everyone's metabolism is different. The keto diet might work for one person, not going to work for another one. And I agree with what he said: is you have to go by what makes you feel best. If keto mm-hmm. diet works for you, okay. A vegetarian diet works for you, okay. You know, Weight Watchers, which is more been more more balanced. Uh, you, you have to find what works for you, and then in through the course of a life, which is what you know what Kathy was um, relating to earlier, is what worked for you at twenty five isn't going to work for you at fifty two. So That's right. you know, acknowledging that as well. Yeah. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors, coming up. Did you know that 80% of America's communities rely on trucking alone to deliver their goods? The trucking industry keeps America running thanks to the 3.6 million professional truck drivers traveling over 300 billion miles a year. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward, or TMAF, tells the story of trucking and its positive impact on our economy, communities, and lives. Learn how you can be part of the industry movement working to build a strong image of trucking by visiting truckingmovesamerica.com. 
Kathy DeCaro is nothing short of amazing. She not only drives the world's biggest truck as a heavy equipment operator in Northern Alberta, Canada. She's an international motivational speaker and the author of Dream Big, an autobiography about overcoming a lifetime of trauma and abuse that led to dreams of success. Kathy inspires people the world over to change their lives and improve their self-worth. Her book will change your life. She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you. Be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. So what would you say are some of the biggest challenges that women on the road have? Um, obviously, they've got different needs than men do. How can they take the best care of themselves nutritionally and everything? Just not falling for what everybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. You have to listen to your own body. There's a, a book called Intuitive Eating and you know, listening to your body, trying to understand what it needs. Does it need more protein? Do you feel like you need some carbohydrates? Are you thirsty? Sometimes we're, we think we're hungry and we're not hungry. We're thirsty. So listening to your own body and not doing what Joe Schmo is doing out there, no matter how they try to tell you that this is the right thing to do. You are not Joe Schmo. So, right. you know, that having that body awareness and again, you know, the cycles of life. You know, I don't think everybody listens to their body. Yeah, I agree should. with that. Mm -hmm. You know, like what I've noticed here um, in, in my world up here in camp, uh, a lot of the, the men, they'll come in after our, you know, our 13 hour shift and they're hungry and like um, they'll get to the dining room uh, right before we go to bed. So they'll load up their plate. They'll eat like bacon and sausage and eggs and toast and potatoes. And they have this huge heaping plate. And I walk by and I'm looking at them wolf down this food. Mm. And then they, they go to their room and then they go to sleep for whatever six hours then get back up and go get up and go eat for for supper you know what i mean like there's a cycle mm -hmm. and when i look at that i'm thinking oh my god if i would eat that i would think i would die because i i have digestive problems mm -hmm. i if i eat before i go to bed i wake up and the food hasn't broken down i have very few digestive enzymes in my stomach so the food doesn't break down it's it'll sit there like a rock so i wake up and i'm still thinking oh my gosh right so i cannot eat anything like other people eat and I cannot compare myself the way I digest food to what uh, like you said Joe Schmo digests food because mm -hmm. everyone's different right and you really do have to adjust it's not just your dietary habits but it's your your mental state of looking at what you're eating and why you're eating it and and what I found it's almost like a love affair with food oh, <laughs> you want to yeah. say right yeah. Right, sometimes because a love hate relationship, right? A love hate relationship, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Why can't I eat you? <laughs> yes, exactly. Dog got it. I want to eat you so bad. But and I why does it seem like all the perfect food is round pies, pizza? Oh cake. my god, yeah. I know. <laughs> and you're you're right, Kathy. You you have to know what is going to make you feel good. If I eat that, I'm going to feel really bad. So as you, as someone, as a woman moves in more into clean eating and whole foods, 
they find that when they go back to eating pizza or they have fried chicken or, you know, the bacon mm -hmm. burger, that they just oh. feel awful. You just yeah. feel awful. Yeah, right. And the other thing that's important is I recommend is you try to, and I, and again, depending on your driving life, if you're just driving or, you know, do you have to unload, you know, are you going to drive six hours and then you have to unload your van? So will you need, you know, how many calories will you need then? How much energy will you need then? But typically my rule of thumb is to front load your day with your calories, try to get your calories early in your day and lighten your supper so that when you do go to mm -hmm. bed, you're going to sleep better. You know, when we That's go to right. sleep at night, your brain is trying to make you go to sleep. But if you have a full belly, your brain then is trying to do two things is trying to digest yeah. that food and let you go to sleep. So we end up tossing and turning there. And I not Yeah. I know if like for, for me, what it, how it works best is like when I wake up uh, around four after the gym, I, I'll have a shake, a protein shake. And then whatever I eat, I bring with me in, in, in my work day. So I have like 12, 12 and a half hours in my truck, in my truck or my grade or whatever it is. And I don't like my last meal is at about 530 and I don't eat anything until 530 the next morning. So I keep I give my body 12 hours, kind of like a fasting thing that I don't I don't nibble on food. I don't I don't, you know, cheat or anything. What are your thoughts on fasting? Because there's a lot of people nowadays that are following the intermittent fasting and, you know, they do the eight hours and then 16 hours or, or whatever it is. How do you what do you, do you think that works for truckers? Again, yes, I think it would work for truckers, but it depends on on your activity level. So intermittent fasting doesn't necessarily work for someone who is an athlete or, you know, uh, works yeah. out, works out a lot because you, you, you got to have that glucose in your system. Mm -hmm. But yes, intermittent fasting is very helpful for weight loss, for managing diabetes, just for uh, your digestive system, because you're... It, if you go 12 hours or 16 hours, the longer you can go without eating, your body starts to use fat for fuel mm -hmm. rather than the toast or the protein shake or, you know, something like that. It's not using glucose, it's using fat. So, mm -hmm. you know, in a perfect world, depending again on what time your first meal is, um, you know, waking up in the morning, if, you know, just as an example, if you wake up at six, but you don't eat until 10, then you've probably got that 16 hours, you know, going on, going on there. But the yeah. eight, the eight hours of eight hour window of food and 16 hours of fasting is the most effective and the most popular, but it depends on your lifestyle. But my encouragement for women is if you want to try intermittent fasting, just try backing up the clock. You know, if typically you eat at seven, then can you wait till eight? Can you wait till nine? Just trying to back it up a little yeah. bit gradually rather than starving themselves, you know, right off the bat. And then getting hangry. Right? Getting hangry. God help us. Yes. Mm -hmm. If you're hangry and you have PMS, you could, you know, Ooh, that's a probably scary. move mountains. But yeah. But but I, I am a an advocate for intermittent fasting. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, and and it isn't something that, you know, I mean, maybe it works for you five days a week, but not on the weekends. And that's okay. You know, yeah. give yourself some grace. Don't beat yourself up if you try something. And you can't do it every day. Just, you know, Just do the best trying. you can. 
Right. There's trying. that 80-20 rule, you know, or 90-10 rule. If you're eating well 80% of the time mm-hmm. and not so well 20% of the time, that's okay. It's still yeah. better than not eating well, you know, the opposite. <laughs> so what does fasting do? Does it reset the body? Um... It's, it just it makes it more effective at using energy. Okay. Just more effective at using energy. And also you're giving your digestive system a break, right? So it's not not constantly working. Back in the day, I we were talking about you know small frequent meals throughout the day. And again, for some people, that is what works for them, especially people with IBS. Uh, the small mm-hmm. frequent meals throughout the day works for them. But now uh, I have I have the conversation with women, you know, what have you found that works for you? Do you do best with the small frequent meals? Or, you know, can you go a long time without eating anything and still feel good? I know for me, it's definitely small, frequent meals. I, uh, well, because of my gluten um, allergy that just rose, started a couple years ago, I had to re- reassess my whole entire eating habits and, mm-hmm. and uh, lifestyle choices. And uh, I also became dairy intolerant. Dairy is a big mm-hmm. thing. And mm-hmm. so now I just, I, I eliminated meat and now I'm vegan. And I just, I incorporate, I do small frequent meals and it helps me um, stabilize uh, mm-hmm. like while I'm operating equipment here at work. And it works best for, for my, also my digestive issues. So, but some people, it doesn't work, right? Some people need that, the, the one solid one, and then they, they skip hours of eating. And I personally, I can't do that. It just doesn't work. So you really do have to find what works best for you because we are all so completely different that right you have to really and and it's also a mindset too and and how how you wish to view what you're doing and why you're doing things yes and for many truck drivers male and female you know they try to go just one meal right eat one huge giant meal because you don't want to take the time to stop again and I totally understand that but my encouragement there is to try to break, still try to break it up somehow, you know, and, and also with intermittent fasting, it's not just the fact that you're not eating for so many hours. You still have to be aware of how many calories you're taking in and the quality of the food that you're consuming. Mm-hmm. That's correct. For IBS and things like that, conditions like that, um, is yogurt good? Would you recommend, you know, they talk about the probiotics and all of mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. things. Is that effective for gut health? Well, gut health can come from like what Kathy's doing. Uh, there's a book out called Fiber Fueled, Kathy, you might want to look into. And oh, okay. it, it, yeah, it is, uh, it again, is talking about gut, your gut and your microbiome and keeping that healthy bacteria in your gut. So to answer your question, Shelly, yogurt works for some people, but okay. yogurt isn't the only place where you're, mm. you're going to get those good live active cultures. Kombucha is a fermented tea and I have not seen it in a travel plaza, but I see it in almost every grocery store right now. So kombucha is a great way to get those good um, health live cultures easily. The thing about kombucha is you have to keep it cold. Once it gets warm, the live active cultures will die off. It starts with the K, K-O-M-B-U-C-H-A, kombucha. I've seen that actually in, in stores and health food stores actually i've seen that interesting does it taste good it it has um i don't want to say a vinegary taste but that's kind of what the first bite is going to taste like that okay. like the first swallow is going to be like oh my gosh what is this 
Mm-hmm. But keep trying, <laughs> keep trying. The second or third taste is going to be better. And then remember, there are different co- brands making different varieties. My favorite one is called Hum. I don't know if you can get it across the country, but kombucha is a power food. So uh, it's it's very good for your gut. And also don't try to drink it all at one time. I would say drink half a bottle one day, put it in the refrigerator, drink the other half of the bottle the next day. Hmm. And should this be a daily? Um, I don't know daily, a couple times a week. Okay. A couple times a week, yes. Fermented foods are awesome for your gut bacteria mm-hmm. and for settling things like IBS. Yep. So you get, you know, you can get fermented foods, you know, pickles that have not been cooked, like Clausen pickles are a fermented food. Um, sauerkraut also, again, mm-hmm. as long as it's not cooked, because once if they cook mm-hmm. it in the can, then it's losing its live active cultures. Mm-hmm. And yogurt. I mean, yogurt works. Uh, kefir also. So kefir, K-E-F-I-R, comes like in a bottle near where you get yogurt, uh, has many, many more live active cultures than yogurt will have if you can tolerate dairy. Okay. Yeah. And and a lot of people can't. I think that they're lactose intolerant or they actually have <laughs> yeah. a dairy allergy. That dairy allergy, yep. right. And I I can relate. I had a ton of food allergies as a child. I still Hmm. have some sensitivity to dairy products. I have to be careful how much I eat, but I listen to my body. Uh, Mm -hmm. Soy is a real problem for me. I was actually, at the age of 14, I was uh, admitted to the hospital on a suspected appendicitis, and it was Mm -hmm. actually soy. No kidding. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And soy is one of the things I recommend for women in menopause, you know, whether it's soy milk or tofu or edamame, something like that uh, for menopausal women is helpful. But if you can't, can't take it, you can't take it. Well, it depends on the form of soy. If it's soy lecithin, it's all right. But if it's soy okay. flour, oh boy, not at all. Mm. <laughs> oh <Yeah>. boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I totally understand reading ingredients. I've been doing that since I was a child, you know, mm. in here. You it's know. in there, right. Mm-hmm. Yes. I worked with a driver one time who she and her doctor could not get her thyroid balanced, right? Her medic- They were juggling medications and, the- and it just wasn't working. And so then she found out she had a soy allergy and she started reading ingredients. And all of a sudden her thyroid numbers just balanced out. So that is one thing that she didn't realize and the doctor didn't realize is that for some, some people, soy interferes with thyroid medications. Interesting. interesting. Yeah. If you're having trouble getting your thyroid balanced out, you might want to start reading labels like Shelly does. It's worth a try. Mm. And, you know, I think a lot of doctors aren't necessarily as skilled in nutrition. No, no. I agree. Doctors study medicine. They don't study nutrition. But it's so important. That's what the body runs on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, manufacturers, when they make vehicles, know what kind of fuel needs to go into them. <laughs> you think I worked out with a cardiologist one time who said that when he was in medical school, he had one hour of nutrition. One hour. Wow. Wow. Yes. So you know, people go to their doctor looking for nutrition advice and they're, they're not all, not saying all of them, but yeah. you know, many of them are, are just not versed on nutrition. You need, you need a dietitian. And here in the United States, you can read a book on vitamins and call yourself a nutritionist. So you have to be careful there. You want to make sure that if you're seeking nutritional 
counsel that it is someone who has a degree in nutrition, you know, or a registered mm-hmm. dietitian. So, mm-hmm. so just be aware. Yeah. You know, and I know of, of people that have gone to like diet clinics and so forth, and then they're put mm-hmm. on a special diet and the stuff constipates them. And in my oh, head, yeah. it goes, that can't be good. The body's reacting mm-hmm. the wrong way, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And you know, that's a conversation I have with a lot of drivers. Constipation is an issue for women on the road. And again, it comes down to hormones, right? PMS can cause constipation. Menopause can cause constipation. But, you know, women, they're, they're not moving very much, right? Yeah. In their trucks. They don't drink enough water because, oh, good God, I might have to stop and go to the bathroom. Yeah. And not eating enough, enough fiber, not, not getting enough fiber in their diets, or they're eating the processed foods, which will just bind them up. So, yeah. you know, we talk a lot about poop. It's a very hot topic in, in my counseling sessions, and, and it should be. You know, we should all be talking about that. I think there's actually a commercial out now that is addressing, you know, uh, that women go to the bathroom. You know, it's it's yeah. just part of life. Yeah, we don't talk about it, but women are very quick to talk about their periods, but not so quick to talk about their bowel habits. And it really should be a more mm-hmm. regular a regular part of conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. And also even like uh, the, the stopping uh, women don't drink enough water because they don't want to go to the bathroom. I see that here all the time. There's actually yeah. been quite a few coworkers um, because where I work in the mine, you only have, uh, I think there's three places where you can go to the bathroom. Well, it's a big mine and you have to kind of go out of your way to stop the truck. Well, that stops production. And so mm-hmm. then they, they actually, there's a timer. They watch how, how often you stop and how, how how many minutes you're stopped, right? So a lot of women don't want to, so they hold it off. Well, next thing you know, we have uh, bladder infections and right. we have kidney problems. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a few, they, they get so severe uh, bladder infections because they're holding it and holding it and holding it. Mm-hmm. Well, then the kidneys back up and there's uh, one girl actually had to go get dialysis because it was oh, so severe. Goodness. And oh, so, and I, and I tell all the ladies, I said, you know, you cannot, they cannot tell you not to stop go to the bathroom that is you know against our legal right you you gotta go you gotta go just go don't hold it you know Mm -hmm. right my goodness and so then you know the conversation is when you get out of the truck start drinking water you know all right now i have to go during the night you know now i'm going up getting up during the night and going but and many women drivers on the road have their own little potty you know a little camper potty or something with them in the truck and you know if that's what you have to do that's what you have to do yeah right but hydration is an issue and it it, you know it's just one big cascade of of life on the road you have to learn how to work around it and is this the rule of thumb still eight to ten glasses of water a day actually well 64 ounces right we used to hear that 64 ounces and Mm -hmm. you know i've talked to men and women who i know are over 300 pounds and they're telling me they drink 64 ounces of water a day well the bigger a person is the more tissue they have so you you know here's another rule of thumb like it or not the recommendation is you take your weight divide it in half and that's how many ounces of water you should drink but there is a threshold there. You know, you should not be drinking 200 ounces of water a day, but the more yeah. just, you know, knowing that the more tissue you have, the more water you need. So 64 ounces is not uh, across the board for everyone. Okay. Good to know. Mm-hmm. We have just under two minutes here, Linda. I want people to know where they can reach out to you, where they can find more information. You're just a wealth of information about nutrition and things that ladies need to know. Well, thank you. Thank you. I have, uh, 
An email address is bewelldriven at gmail.com, bewelldriven. And then my, yeah, my website is welldrivennutrition.com. So there'll be information there that uh, women can get and uh, they can reach out with questions because like you said, it's an individual basis. Mm -hmm. You could maybe even tailor something to some of the women drivers based on- Oh, absolutely. That's the the crux of my business is, you know, individualized counseling for your body, your age, your lifestyle. You know, I mean, like I said, some women just drive all day and some drive, get out, unload, get back in the truck, drive some more, you know, mm-hmm. so an individualized to uh, to the woman and her job. I'm on Facebook. I have a Facebook page that is Well-Driven Nutrition and also on Instagram too. So you can look for me there. And I have an ebook mm-hmm. and it's the seven ways that women truck drivers can lower their blood pressure. And really the advice that's in the blood pressure book it goes across the board for so many other conditions as well. So it's worth having and reading, and it's free if you just email me. Excellent. Nice. I thoroughly enjoyed talking to you, Linda. You're a wealth of information, and I hope that some women drivers reach out to you because you've got some great answers, and that's what we're looking for. Uh, we don't want to be lumped together in some baseline. It's like, no. what is going to help me, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Right. And I just want to thank you, ladies, you know, both of you, the reason that your shows are so successful here is you just have this aura of love and kindness and integrity, you know, Um, it just, it just comes through for the interviewer, you know, for the interviewee and for all the drivers that, that you serve. It certainly is a pleasure. I've enjoyed listening to um, the recorded podcast that you have, but you know, definitely love is first place. You love what you do and you love who you serve. So thank you for that. Thank you, oh, Linda, thank for you. wonderful compliment. <laughs> and yes, we're here to help and, and we we love our drivers and, and we wanna, we want to help wherever we can. Right. And I want to give one more one more little detail about Shelly that you all probably don't know. Mm-hmm. She is a supersonic typist. <laughs> I heard her typing before we started the show here and she has the fastest fingers in the u.s oh thank you <laughs> shelly rocks in every way she does yes. well thank yes. you i appreciate that very she much. can get it done for sure get her done like yo says get her done yeah <laughs> thank you linda it's been a pleasure having you on the show here thank you thank you pleasure yeah, thank getting you. to know both of you and thank you for all you do for our women drivers You've been listening to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show or have a topic or feedback, email us at info at tncradio.live. Thank you for listening to another great interview on tncradio.live. All of the material you hear on tncradio.live on our website, our broadcasts, or our podcasts are copyrighted. There can be no distribution without the express consent of tncradio.live and its partners. For inquiries, write us at info at tncradio.live.